I never used to get on stories ever. And I, I would always, you know, I don't look very cute today. I'm not going to get on here. And so I was like, you know, screw it. Because you take all this time trying to find your confidence. And then one day you're just like, okay, if all these other people are doing it, why, why can't I do it? So I just get on stories and I just literally be myself and people find me to be funny, which I'm just blunt and honest and raw. And I think that's what drives people into like wanting to book with me because they're going to see your personality and they're like, oh, I want to book with her because like, you know, she seems like she will make it easy for us versus like if you're being an introvert and you're like, move this way or okay, smile this way. You know, if you're not confident, I find I wouldn't book with someone that's not confident in what they do. Are you a photographer looking to build a five or six figure business that has both time and financial freedom? Maybe you're struggling to get clients on your books that don't know what to do to bring in your next lead. Maybe you're frustrated with social media because you see it working for other photographers, but you aren't seeing any results. Maybe you're an established photographer with a solid client base, but you're looking to go next level. The truth is that taking pretty pictures just isn't enough anymore. In order to build that dream career as a photographer that you had when you first got into this industry, it's going to take a toolkit of business skills, marketing strategies, and accountability. Hi, I'm Brooke Jefferson, a lifestyle photographer, marketing strategist, and business coach for photographers. Welcome to the Book More Clients Photography Podcast, where I share tried and true marketing strategies, interview other photographers and experts, and pull back the curtain on what it really takes to be the go-to photographer in your specialty. My goal is to help you turn your business both profitable and purposeful. If you're ready, let's jump on into today's show. Today's episode is one that so many of you guys have been waiting for. How in the world do you rebuild your business in a location where you know no one? Well, that is what we're covering today. I am chatting with Lindsay Tuscany, and we have a very open and candid conversation about how she's had to build her photography business in three different states. She is a military spouse. So that is the main reason for a lot of her moving. And I know so many of you are going to be able to relate to this. My favorite thing about this episode are all of the tangible things we give you to do. So you're going to hear some marketing strategies. You're going to hear what works for Lindsay. You're going to hear a few tips from me. Um, And one thing that I want to add to this is when you are rebuilding your business in a new location, whether you are already there or you get notice that you are going to be having to move somewhere new, I want you to start marketing yourself ASAP, as soon as possible. And that's one of the things you're really going to hear Lindsay talk about is she had one move where it was sudden and she just had to get going and just hustle her way there. But the other move that she had, she had a little more time to prepare and to really go all in and start using all of the tactics we talk about early on. And so that is the key when you are rebuilding is to start as soon as possible and to put yourself out there. So I'm so excited for you to tune in. Let's get to it. Well, hey, Lindsay, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Will you just take a couple minutes and introduce yourself to the listeners who might not know who you are? Oh, I would love to. Okay, so hey, I am Lindsay Tuscany. I was once based in Charleston, South Carolina, 
and I was also based in Tampa, Florida, and now I am in Dayton, Ohio. I'm a military wife, mother of two, and I've been trying to sell them since they were born. I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm also, I call myself a self-proclaimed comedian, but some people just don't get my jokes, so it is what it is. Well, I personally think you're hilarious, and I know a lot of people do too, so let's totally go with the comedian thing. Okay. The one thing that I loved that you said that leads us perfectly into the topic for today's show is you mentioned building your business and being from three different places. And one of the most common questions I seem to get from photographers is how do I build my business in a place that I am not from? I don't know anybody. How do I become the new girl in town and actually grow my business. And I think you're a perfect candidate to speak on that. I am not, um, but I would love to hear how you built your business in three different states. So you want to take us on that journey? All right. Are you ready? So I was a first time mom back in like 2016. And I said, I don't really want, like I was working at a full-time job doing um, hair and managing salon. And I was like, no, I don't want to work for anyone else. I want to work for myself. And so I was always interested in photography, but I never like actually took it seriously. And so after having my son, I started, you know, working a little bit more and trying to put my name out there. And I was like, where do I even begin to like build a clientele if I'm just so new? Like who's gonna want to pay for my services when this person over here is doing the same thing? And it's one, you don't want to compare yourself to anyone else, but also two, you need to get your name out there and start like being vulnerable with everyone. And so I just went to mom groups and military pages that I was on and said, Hey, you know, I'm doing this photo shoot, uh, like $50. You'll get all your images on a CD and this is how it's going to work. And so that was in 2016. I started like $50, maybe 75. And I worked my way up from there and I just kept getting busier. And I was like, why am I getting so busy? Like, and it was just word of mouth. And so I was like, well, you know, these pictures are really, if I go back, I'm like, they're really not good. Like, it's just like me taking my camera, not even in manual and just shooting. And so, and I was like, I need to like start investing in myself. And I think that's like the biggest thing that helped me build a clientele in Charleston was to invest in yourself. So I never went to college for photography. I just did mentorship, mentoring. And so I was like, okay, so I'm going to invest in this. And it took me a while because I'm like, investing is it's expensive. I wasn't making a lot of money to spend like whatever it was on a mentorship. And also Instagram wasn't a huge thing back in like, 2016. Like that's not where everyone went to like learn or it isn't what it is today. And so I'm going backwards with these things, but I just started to invest in myself. I got a shoot proof gallery and I was like, I'm going to put all these pictures on a shoot proof gallery instead of giving them a CD. Yes. CDs were like big back then. So I burned all the pictures on a CD and gave it to them. So no, then I started investing in Lightroom and then I got Photoshop and then I'm going to do all of these things and hopefully it pays off. And it did. And I did a mentorship with Kayla Locke, which she's extremely knowledgeable when it comes to Lightroom. I had no idea what brushes were, nothing. So after investing in myself, I then became comfortable with, you know, adding a price tag, a bigger price tag to my sessions. So my sessions were like, I think I left Charleston and they were like 275. 
for like all your images in a gallery, you could take them. And so when I went to Florida, which was my next journey, I was like, okay, I'm gonna up my pricing. So when I got to Florida, I upped my pricing and it was pretty much crickets because I didn't take the time to figure out, you know, it was a lower income area that I was in versus being like in the heart of Tampa where everyone's just like, oh, here, take my money. Here's $500 for a session. And it didn't work out like that. So then I had to sit down and reevaluate, you know, okay, I wasn't expecting this. And I thought people were going to just hand me their money and, you know, oh, her pictures are great. And it doesn't work like that because I didn't take the time. So I want to know what made you move from Charleston to Florida? What was, what was the reason for that particular move? So my reason for the move was I was going to stay in Charleston and finish out our time at the duty station. And so my husband got orders to go to Turkey for a year and I was about to stay there. And the next day I'm like, okay, I'm staying here. I'm staying here. We got an apartment. We sold our house and I call up a babysitter and I'm like, Hey, will you come babysit for me? I had a session tonight. So the, the day of she cancels and I'm like, okay, this is not what I expected. Like I need to be able to trust people that they're going to be here and me being able to work a full-time job. And it didn't happen. So that's why I was like, I'm moving to Florida because I cannot rely on anyone. So the reason why I moved to Florida is because I was from Florida. I went to high school there. My mom's there. And I was like, she can help me. This is me great. So that's the reason why I moved to Florida for the whole year. And so it was just easier. I was able to have help. And some people don't have the opportunity to have help. And it just should fuel their fire to work more and harder for what they want to achieve with their goals and career. I Yeah, I totally agree. So looking back from the move from Charleston to Florida, did you like basically pack up and move immediately? Was there a little bit of a time delay there? What did that look like? And then how did you start building your business for Florida or getting ready to have a business in Florida? So I really had no time to prepare for Florida. Um, we were in a, an apartment for a couple months in Charleston. And then my husband was to leave in November. And I think August, I made the decision, I'm going to move to Florida and gave me really no time to prep. But then I was like, okay, well, I'm not basing my clientele here in Charleston anymore. Yet I'll still come back. I'll take the clients whenever like I have time, but now I need to start like looking towards the future, which is Florida for a year. So that's when all my locational hashtags started to change. And I'm like, I need to build my clientele in Florida, even though I'm going to be here for a short amount of time. I still had like a little bit of connections um, with people I went to school with. So that was great to be able to like have a little bit of an in, but really the biggest change came for when I moved to Ohio. And so when I came to Ohio, I was like, I'm I'm not going to know anyone. Like I was based with a couple people that were here, but like no one that really would like take the time to take pictures or want family pictures. And so I knew six months out that I was going to be, well, I knew a year out I would be up in Ohio, but six months out, I finally started taking the time to do locational hashtags and all of my business started on Facebook many years ago. And then all of a sudden there's this like new change of everything that I book is now on Instagram. And so those locational hashtags really helped because one, people can just go on and say, Hey, I need a newborn photographer or I need a family photographer in Ohio. They're going to scroll through the feed and see, Oh, wow. That's a really pretty picture. Oh, Oh, I want to book with this person and so forth. And so 
I just started locational tagging and I booked my first person in July, but I wasn't going to be here until November. So it's crazy what social media can do, but it will, like if you're active in it and keeping up with yourself on it really is just being present on your social media, on your stories, letting people get to know you. And that's like the biggest thing that helped. Yeah. I kind of want to dig into that a little bit. So for you, it seems like, and this could be locational based. I mean, we really wouldn't know unless we just like surveyed a bunch of people who move around and say, Hey, was Facebook more helpful or was Instagram more helpful? But I think bottom line, you know, you made a really good point at um, social media, honestly, is really what is helping us, you know, market our businesses. And it's so helpful when you are preparing for a move to a new location, because you're able to really hone in on those features, especially the location hashtags, the location tagging itself. Um, I always recommend people to fly out, drive out wherever they're moving a few months in advance, get at least a model session under your belt so that you can start getting, you know, your name out in that community. But what I want to dig into with you a little bit is how do you use Instagram when you started realizing, all right, Hey, I, I really want to see, you know, how are we booking clients from Instagram? So kind of take us just a little bit through your process of the things you were doing and that just happened to work for you and get you to book clients. Yeah. Okay. So the way I use Instagram is it's super basic. When you open your phone and look at your feed, people are going to see where you're from. And a lot of times when I see people, I will scroll all the time. I'm like, where are they from? They don't have their location. They're not, they don't have locational tags. They don't have the location of where they took that picture. And if you're just posting pictures and not having like any sort of location on your feed, no one's going to book you. Like it's, plain and simple. Because when I was getting up here, I was like, of course, I'm going to go and go follow all these photographers because I want to make a a steady, like, I guess, bond between all the photographers. And so if you're not using locational tags, no one will find you. Gosh, that's such a good one. And you know, here's my favorite thing about that tip. It's so simple. It is. It's common sense. But the thing is, You either, A, you don't know that that feature exists. So maybe like Instagram's overwhelming and you don't even know that's an option or B, you just choose not to do it. And I think that's the biggest, biggest mistake. I do want to say one thing just to bounce off what you said. So I use location hashtags as well. And I actually get this question a lot. What if you live in a teeny tiny cow town like like Brooke and there's only 2000 people in your town and really like probably only 500 who would even pay you for your services. Right. And so one thing I tell people to do is a lot of times I'll exchange the location tag for one of the surrounding towns or areas that I know will book me or that my ideal target market is. And so I will, a lot of times, even if I didn't shoot there necessarily, I'm still using that location. And there's still times that I'll go back. And if I've ever traveled or done a destination type session, I'm obviously tagging that destination of where it was. So that's such a good tip. um, Also, when I was in Florida, I was in a smaller town. It was just had a smaller income, which is fine. It it happens like everywhere. So I was in Spring Hill, Florida, which no one really knows where that is. So I would always location tag like the chapel, which is a bigger suburb. And then I would go to Tampa, which is an even bigger suburb. So like you're tagging all of these places. I don't mind driving 45 minutes to get the clientele that I would look for because, you know, we start out with these lower prices, which are affordable for other folks, but I want to be being able to provide for my family versus being, having a hobby. And so when you 
go a bigger distance, you get more people in, it's just more of a surrounding. So when I, when I book here in Dayton, I'm doing Dayton, I'm doing all the little suburbs in Dayton, like uh, Kettering and Cincinnati, which is a bigger suburb. And then I can go from Cincinnati and I'm like, okay, well, Kentucky is like 30 minutes south. So I'll go to Kentucky or I'll go to Michigan, which is three hours. Like people, I've had people drive three hours to come shoot with me. So don't like put yourself in this little ball of, oh, I'm in Podunk, Oklahoma. And, you know, there's bigger. Yes. Uh, so good. Amen and amen. <laughs> I love that. Okay. What else besides just locational things, how are you making connections and bonds with potential clients to where they're like, Hey, I really feel like I know this girl, Lindsay. Um, and now that I have realized that she's close enough for me to hire, how do you think they're making that connection of, Oh, that's totally the photographer for me. What are you doing on Instagram? Well, I literally just post I never used to get on stories ever. And I, I would always, you know, I don't look very cute today. I'm not going to get on here. And so I was like, you know, screw it. Because you take all this time trying to find your confidence. And then one day you're just like, okay, if all these other people are doing it, why, why can't I do it? So I just get on stories and I just literally be myself. And people find me to be funny, which I'm just blunt and honest and raw. And I think that's what drives people into like wanting to book with me because I really don't care what other people think about you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, so now I've just, I don't care. My husband's like, okay, you need to get off stories because you know, you're not that funny. And I'm like, I'm pretty funny. So you better back off. Um, so I think just people like wanting to have a, see your personality and they're like, oh, I want to book with her because like, you know, she seems like she will make it easy for us versus like if you're being an introvert and you're like, and we'll move this way or oh, okay, smile this way. Or, you know, if you're not confident, I find I wouldn't book with someone that's not confident in what they do. Yeah. So, and you can fake it till you make it, but just having confidence in the person that you are, I think people would book you for that. Yeah. I love that. Okay. So one more Instagram question. Did you ever take the time? I know you were taking the time to follow photographers in the area. Were you taking time to follow anyone else in the area that you were moving to? I would follow photographers, but then that's when you get into the small businesses and you're like, okay, what small businesses are in, um, I'll just use Miamisburg because I had never been over to Miamisburg until last week. And I'm like, oh my God, which is like a, a small suburb around the corner from me. And they had all of these cute shops. They had hair salons, they had candy shops, they had donut shops. So I would go into all of those shops. I obviously liked them said, Hey, if you want to collaborate, I would love to like, you know, get to meet people in the surrounding area and then go into their feed and people who have liked like a picture of that donut. I'd be like, okay, they're local. So I'm going to go in there. I'm going to say, Hey, I'm new in the area. And she want to say hi. And then I'll just like them. Or sometimes I don't even talk to them, but I'll just like still go stop their pages and be like, Oh, they're cute. Let let me take their picture. And I'll literally, I have done like four or five just model calls off of just people. I'm like, okay, they're a really cute looking family. I'm just like, hey, can I take your pictures? And if I do pictures for that family, and they're like, wow, I had a great experience with her. They're gonna refer, hopefully, refer me to someone else. And that's how like I got the chain going in Florida. Is like I did their pictures, and then it was just a snowball effect of like. I liked how they came out. Ooh, I wanted Ashley's pictures. I want, I want Courtney's pictures. You know, they all came to me because they liked the one pictures that I did for someone else. 
Oh gosh. Yes. So good. So that is one of the things that I'm always encouraging people to do. And it's not weird. It's social media. That first word social means you're supposed to have conversations. You're supposed to be building relationships. And so I love that you weren't a sitting duck. I talk about this all the time. Don't be a sitting duck and just hope that people are going to come flock to you because it's never going to happen. You might get one or two, but if you're trying to build that booming business, raise your prices, really become well-known in your area, you can't do that. You have to make the first move. And so I absolutely love that you took the initiative. You're starting conversations. You have to. Yeah, you're exactly right. You have to, because that's how you get to meet people. And I think some people feel weird about that. Like, oh, I feel salesy. I actually have put myself in the client's shoes and thought if some photographer started following me and I wasn't a photographer, right? It was just me on my personal account. I would be flattered like that. I think that's just so cool that a photographer would want to follow me. And as long as she didn't send me some automated bot message of book me right now, I'm the only photographer for you, then I think it would be pretty cool. So, um, you know, how can we encourage people to make that first move? And then maybe how, if they do find someone on Instagram that really intrigues them and that they would love to work with, how do you open up that conversation? I literally will just put myself out there. And I think so many people are afraid of like being rejected and it happens all the time. Like, thank you. Have a nice day. Okay. I get it. Like you get those messages all the time. And like, I have like what 7,200 followers or something like that. And that means nothing to them. So if you're just like being humble versus being like salesy, then it kind of goes a long way. Just more putting yourself out there and less of a fear of rejection. Yes, that's huge. I think we're all terrified of that in some way, especially with our businesses. We like to get really emotionally tied to our businesses. And I think, again, I mean, that literally goes back to us lowballing ourselves on pricing or us being afraid to, um, you know, get into the photography community, which I'm totally air quoting because I mean, there are plenty of photographers out there that would welcome you with open arms. And actually that brings me to a really good question. Cause I've heard this complaint. I have heard from several people, Hey, I just moved to a new area. I was trying to really like um, hone in on community over competition, but like none of these photographers will message me back. Um, have you ever dealt with photographers who weren't very warm to yeah, you? That happens all the time. So when I was in Charleston, I found a photographer, I'm not gonna mention names, but I was obsessed with her work. Like, and I would be like, Hey, can I assist you? Because, you know, mentoring wasn't a thing a while back. And so she wouldn't give me the time of day, not at all. So I was like, you know, that is just, okay, that's how they want to be. That's fine. But this is Charleston, South Carolina. It is massive. And there's tourists everywhere. There's so many photographers everywhere. It's super saturated, just like it is here. But I'm like, there's a person for everyone. And so I can be that person's person, or she could be that person's person's, but obviously her and I aren't going to work out. Right. So when I got to Florida, I started doing um, shootouts and I did a couple of them. And there's a lot of like great women who just like want companionship, if that makes sense. Yeah. And just like the feel of like, because sometimes they can't get it at home. Like sometimes they can't talk to their husbands about their wants and needs and feels. And when they confide in other women who are just, or men, men or women, whatever, then it just like gives them an outlet. And then also gives them the time to practice with other women to see what they're doing. Because I personally think that it's not all about money. Like, 
learning, being able to learn because some people don't have the money, the tools to like take all of these um, mentorships and business and uh, buy all these joyfully dresses. And, you know, they don't have the money to invest in all of that. And so if you can just do a shootout, which is free to meet other women's kind of get feels and all that jazz, um, then it's great. But here in Ohio, I, it's been winter, so we haven't had the opportunity to meet a whole bunch of people, but I've actually met a bunch of photographers who I'm also booking with them or, or they're booking with me, I should say. And eventually when the sun comes up more and it gets warmer, we will have shootouts, but it's just, just team building really. It's not yeah. So. Yeah, I love that. That is such a good idea. And I'm, I'm with you too. I don't think that everything has to come back to money. I mean, if we're running our business purely to make money, we probably are in the wrong industry um, simply because you have to love people first. And th- I mean, that's just what I think. So I love that. Now I have a question for you. How long have you been in Dayton, Ohio or in the Ohio area at the time of this recording? Um, I have been here since October 1st and started booking October 21st um for my whole fall season so i started book or my first session was like the 21st and it lasted till like the middle of november and then it got really cold and no one wants to really book right now but also it came during busy season so i was able to book about nine sessions before i got here at my highest price that i've ever had a price point at um and so i started in florida my, i think my max was like maybe 275 and i got up here and i said oh, i want to try it so I started my max price at 500 and I got booked for nine sessions at $500. So Girl, that is amazing. Yeah. That is and, so cool. And I complained to my husband and he listens to me all the time saying like, like I'm, I'm in a lull right now. I have no one on my books. I'm, what do I do? And I'm just like, you know, this is the time to, you know, I've never had a studio space and I've never had the opportunity to work inside. And so I'm like, okay, you know, I have a couple of sessions coming up. But right now I'm going to perfect my studio. And so I did just get a studio space today with two other photographers, um, one who I'm based in Charleston with, and then one who is brand new. She's a brand new um, photographer, uh, mom of three, and has a full-time job. So like we're all trying to help each other in order to like have this dream studio. So now I'm taking my time to perfect my indoor newborns and indoor lifestyle sessions. Um, because it's like negative nine degrees next week or not negative nine, but like it's nine degrees next week. Like no one wants to get outside and have a beautiful sunset when they're freezing. So it's so true. I love that you brought up that you are in a lull. I think a lot of people think that once you get the momentum going, it just goes and goes and goes, but guys, that's not how business works. Entrepreneurship is totally a roller coaster. Literally picture the roller coaster in your head and you've got it. There are some days you're at highs. There are some seasons you're going to be at lows and it's constantly an up and down thing. And you just have to know ways, especially with your mindset and strategies for your marketing to keep going. And so um, I want to lead that with one of my last questions for you, which is as we head into warmer days soon at some point, right? In the next couple of months, um, what are some strategies you are personally going to be, or what are are some things, I guess, that you're going to be doing to help prepare to get people on your books for warmer days? Sure. So I'm going to run specials because everyone feels excited when they're like, Oh, you know, her sessions are $500, but you know, I'm going to do a spring mini. I'm going to do a motherhood mini. And it kind of brings people in like, okay, so I can afford her, you know, maybe for this season, 
and maybe even like the next mini session, but you know, maybe I'll think about it when it comes to fall, when I don't offer mini sessions. And so I think just like giving them specials would be a great way to lead them in because everyone likes a good deal every once in a while. And I am thankful that I have my husband, he supports our family. And so right now, you know, since I'm in a lull and, you know, starting off new and, you know, sometimes I don't have all the work that I need on my Instagram, like to bring people in, it'll help out when you do specials, just give people like the opportunity to be able to shoot with me. I love that. And okay. So I'm one of those photographers that is totally for many sessions when you yeah. do them correctly. And when you use them sparingly and all of that, the point is not to offer minis all the time, which you know, this obviously, but I, I think it's a great way. And what I typically find is I have a higher conversion rate of people that I have an opportunity to work with at a mini mm-hmm. session. They do save up and they come see me for their next big session and pay my full price. And I love that. And that's the purpose of many sessions. And I love that you refer to them as specials, but I almost feel like they're, um, I mean, they are, I guess they're like special occasions is what yeah. we could say, because, um, I don't even think it's really discounting your price. It's just offering special occasion, like type events where you're not having to obviously do as much work as you would in a full session. You're getting out there. It's a great way to get paid and meet people at the same time. So I love that you said that. I will also be doing the doing the same, mainly because I have a lot of clients that in the spring, so many people want to wait till the fall, right? Like that's the go-to time. Everybody wants fall pictures, but there's no way that I can manage all of my clients in the fall. There would be no dates left. And so I like to give them other options throughout the year as well. And I'm really going to persuade people to book in the springtime this year and show them that I can make it look like it's fall. So we're going to see how this goes. Um, there's flowers outside and there's sun. So um, you should book me for your fall spring mini session. <laughs> um, but also with the spring mini sessions, like your child changes so much a year. And like for when people just have like yearly pictures, I get people that like will shoot with me like every season just because their child changes. You change. Like, I mean, there's all these special moments and special events that come up like family reunions. I don't personally like to shoot them, but I will if I followed along with their family, but it's just, it's just nice to like give people like the opportunity Yeah, absolutely. Okay. My last question for you before we wrap this up is now that we know what your plan is and what you're going to be offering, I want to know where will you be marketing yourself for these mini sessions this spring? Okay. So my biggest one, obviously I'm going to still go with the Instagram. I'm going to get more on my stories. I have a few sessions coming up to being maternity. So I'm going to be like, Hey, after you have your baby in like a month, you know, come back to these springs. I'm offering a special, um, getting on the mom groups. There's so many mom groups on Facebook that are like, Oh, who's doing Easter pictures. I'm not doing Easter pictures with live animals, but I will do regular Easter pictures like of like your family, but also just like, I literally will put myself out there and I will get on my Facebook and say, I have many sessions coming up in Florida. I booked out like a couple weeks ago and I said, Hey, you know, I'll be in Florida from this week to this day. I have all these dates open and I got booked within like two or three days. And so when you're saying like being on social media is just the biggest way to literally book up yourself. Yes, that's perfect. Well, Lindsay, this was so good. Definitely a note-taking episode. And so thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm excited to see um, what people have to say with all of your golden tips. Where can people follow along with you and your journey? 
Yes. So follow me on Instagram at Lindsay Tuscany photo. And I'm on Facebook for the same um, Lindsay Tuscany photo on Facebook, but I'm mostly on Instagram for the most part. But Perfect. I'll be happy to answer anyone's questions if they have any questions about moving or relocating or military. I love it. Well, thank you so much. 